Welcome everybody, my name is Dylan and this is the Get Woke with an Aussie Bloke podcast, the audio version of my blog. For those of you that can't be bothered reading, or you just think it's time your eyes need a rest and your ears need to pick up the slack. I cover topics like meditation, philosophy, science, psychology, health and fitness and plenty more. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, today's topic is taking a leap of faith, tips for following your dream. Now, most of us wish we could be living our dream. Plenty of other people have done it. Why can't I? We'd love to quit our boring 9 to 5 and just go for it, but we're too scared to fail. I've had all these same thoughts and more in the past, but after years of following a career path that I was unhappy with, I managed to take the scary leap of faith and follow my dream. For me, that dream was becoming a professional poker player. So below, I've outlined a few tips and I'm going to discuss a few things that will help you getting get closer to taking the plunge. And I'm extremely sorry for that cliche as fuck line, but I had to say it. So, first tip is to take away some of the fear to build your safety net. Now, most of us are too scared to leave our comfort zone because we always envision the worst case scenario. That's our, that's our mammalian brain, the anxiety in us. But we're only scared of failure, not that we'll end up of end up bankrupt with no money. As long as the worst case scenario doesn't involve death, you're good to go. Now, I recommend you give yourself a 12-month window to see if your dream life is really what you want. If you don't make a single cent in that 12 months, how much does it cost to live for that period? You need to come up with this number. Work out your yearly expenses plus a little bit of buffer money. I'd say 10% extra on top of that. That way, if your dream fails, you won't end up in the gutter because you've saved 12 months of expenses. If, and I say if with emphasis, at the end of one year, you've completely exhausted all your living expenses, well, you're just back at the start. So, no harm done. You haven't, and you haven't wasted a year. You've probably actually gained a valuable year of experience and saved one year of sitting at your desk and living in some sort of existential crisis. Now, when I decided I wanted to quit my PhD and play poker professionally, I defined the two following things. First, how much money do I need specifically for my goal? So in my case, it was to play poker. I called this the bankroll. Second, how much money do I need to live for one year with no other income? So let's call this your yearly life roll. So this is If you don't make a single cent with your dream, you can still pay all the bills and stuff that you need. Having a year's worth of expenses saved up gave me the peace of mind to risk leaving my old life behind to chase my dream. If I lost my entire poker bankroll and I quote-unquote failed, I could still pay rent and afford the bills. I know what you might be thinking, but I have a mortgage and kids and responsibilities. Well, good for you. Big thumbs up. Same question. How much does it cost to live for 12 months? It's still the same question. Your number might just be bigger and it might take a little longer to save up that safety net. But now we get to the fun part. Where is all this money going to magically come from? You need to get on the grind. If you already have an adequate income, i.e. you could easily save the money if you just bought a couple of less materialistic goods, then this step is easy breeze through to the next step. Keep working at your job and save like hell until you have your year's worth of expenses saved. 
If you don't earn enough money to save a substantial amount of cash, then you need to get ready to get on the grind. You need to make more money, simple as that. Get any job you can to start. Work all the hours they offer you. I dropped out of my PhD and worked at an event hire company as a laborer. I assembled and disassembled massive marquee structures for festivals and backyard parties for every day for about seven months. It was physically demanding, hot as fuck, terrible conditions, and I was constantly surrounded by other workers who really didn't want to be there. And yet, it was the best seven months of my life. Why, you may be asking? Because I had a reason to be there. I had a purpose. I knew in my mind, I'm going to play poker professionally. And it's a hell of a lot easier to get through those long days, the caffeine-fueled haze, when you can picture the prize at the end. Now, if you're thinking at this point, what job will I get? How long will it take to save? I don't blame you. I thought the same things. Let me just say this. The universe works in mysterious ways. Now, I know that is a bit cliche and it films uh, feels a little bit law of attraction-esque, but it is so true. We tend to get bogged down in the specifics of how our dream will play out. We will overanalyze it before it's even started. That's why it's so hard to take a leap of faith sometimes. But once you have a clear vision in your head, it needs to be very clear. The universe will start working in your favor. Again, I know how cliche this sounds, but trust me. Believe what you like about the law of attraction, but that shit works. I'm going to tell you my story, and it may sound a bit too far-fetched or just uh, sound like a bunch of crazy coincidence. Until you have an experience of your own like this, you'll just have to take my word for it. So two weeks after I decided to quit my PhD, the only money I had was the chips in front of me on the table at my local casino. I was gambling my future away, you could say. The regular thoughts were creeping into my head. How and where am I going to get the money I need? Have I just made a huge fucking mistake? Anyway, I got chatting to the guy sitting next to me at the table and we were talking away about this and that. And eventually I just said that I was looking for some work. I'd literally take anything. I just needed lots of hours. And he replied, my family owns an event hire business and they're always looking for workers. You could probably start tomorrow. You'll get like 40 plus hours a week. This was crazy coincidence number one. The grind had begun. I had the one year of expenses in my head. I had my number in my head every single day at work. I wasn't exactly sure what I was going to do once I hit this magic number. I sort of just pictured myself living carefree at the poker table. And I have to remind you, I had my year of expenses and my poker bankroll to save. The week my savings, I'm not kidding, the week my savings got big enough that I had my yearly life expenses saved up, so I only needed to save the poker bankroll to go, so I was well over halfway. The week this happened, I got a call from a friend who I'd met through poker in the past, and I'm not going to go into any specific financial details, but my friend may have, well, picked up the phone and said this, hey bro, I, uh, I have this crazy opportunity for you. I have a poker bankroll that I want you to use and play poker with. No financial risk on your side. You don't need to save your own bankroll. Are you in? That was crazy coincidence number two. With my one year of expenses in the bank, I quit my job the next day and within 24 hours, I was playing poker professionally. Now, you might be asking yourself, 
this all sounds too hard. Maybe I'm not ready to take that leap of faith. And I get that. Humans aren't programmed to work 24-7, 365. Our brains want to give up and accept the situation we're in. To be complacent. I get that. I did that too. It's not like the first time I uh, ever decided, you know what? My 9-to-5 job sucks. I want to get more out of life. That was not the same day I dropped out of university and started following my dream. The process takes time. Be patient with yourself. Eventually, you're going to hit a point where the thoughts in your head that keep saying something needs to change, they will get louder and louder and louder, and eventually you will have no choice but to listen to them. Otherwise, you go fucking crazy. My best advice for dealing with this is to start a regular meditation routine to strengthen your self-awareness. And this is why. When you're making a drastic career or lifestyle change, everyone that's close to you or around you are going to start imposing their fears and their limitations on you because they were always too scared to take a leap of faith and they resided to a life of complacency. They usually mean well, but they're really just channeling the voice of society. You know, you have to go to school, get a job, buy a house, start a family and all that sort of jazz. Now look, that's all great, but that's not for everyone. Clear vision will give you the strength to listen to their concerns and advice respectfully without being swayed off your vision, without being swayed off course. So not letting others influence your dream is one step, but the most difficult voice to stop listening to is your own. The self-limiting thoughts that are like, hey, you really can't do this. This is scary. This is all too hard. You're wasting your time. Go back to your nine to five. It's safe there. These thoughts tend to crop up and they'll elicit negative emotions, steering you away from your ambitions so that you can slide back to what's safe. Now, meditation will allow you to observe these thoughts and emotions objectively. It'll give you the presence of mind to observe them without attaching to them, realizing that they are what they are, and that's just fucking garbage thoughts. And it will allow you to move beyond that and not let those thoughts and emotions overpower you. There are now look there are endless meditation techniques out there to try and it, but anything that includes mindfulness meditation is a great place to start. I have more articles and blog posts on my website getwokewithanaussiebloke.com if you're interested in learning more about meditation, but I do highly recommend you start a meditation routine. Best part of taking a leap of faith is realizing that you were scared for nothing in the first place. For example, do you want to know how my poker story got on after that first day when I, after I quit putting up tents? I did it for two years and I realized, hey, I don't actually want to play poker. It wasn't the life for me. And most importantly, I never ended up in a gutter or died. Not even one time. So let's summarize these steps really quickly. Firstly, build your safety net. Get your yearly life roll number the amount of money it's going to cost you to live for 12 months if you don't make a single cent from your dream in that year. Get that number in your head, plus maybe an extra 10% just for safety. Now you are going to then have to take a step to get said money. If you already have an incredible job, well, just save it up. If you already have the money, well, fucking hell, you've just knocked out two steps straight away, mate. But if you don't have that sort of cash on hand or a job good enough or well paying enough that you can save it that quickly you're gonna have to get more jobs i was working like six to seven days a week when i was trying to grind i had two jobs actually 
because I needed to get that money fast. Then be patient with yourself. It's not all going to happen all at once. Just be persistent. And my final tip is to start a bit of meditation, mainly because you're going to get a lot of flack from the people close to you because they're scared for you because they couldn't do what you're trying to do. Enjoy, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I appreciate the support, and I hope you enjoyed it. For more podcasts like this, you can go to most major podcasting hosts. You can also find them and the written versions at my website, getwokewithanaussiebloke.com. Also, follow my Instagram, Thoughts of a Dildo, for more day-to-day life shenanigans. See you next time.